oh, you can edit all this out. I don't even know where I'm going to go. So <laughs> just go ahead and edit all that. You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Four, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Dr. Holly Oxhandler. Hi, Holly. Hey, Robert. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's been a full week this week, it feels like, but yeah. lots of good opportunities yeah. and things to do. And so that has been good. But yeah. What about you? What have you yeah. guys been up to this week? Uh, it has been a, a full week around here as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Similar, you know, kind of tiring, but lots of good things. And, mm-hmm. you know, just still is 2020. And we're in the thick of, you know, what we're going to talk about today which is taking care of ourselves, staying healthy during what is traditionally the most relaxing time of the year, That's election right. season. So That's right. uh, you know, there's all of that. But mm-hmm. I did, I wanted to ask you, mm. have you ever run for something in your life? Oh, that's a good question. So not for public office. I haven't done that. That is not sure. something I've navigated. Um, I honestly can't, I know I, I served as our student associations, clinical leadership society, like co-president at one point at, during my master's program. And I was the clinical track representative for the student association. We had the clinical leadership society and then the student association. There were mm-hmm. two separate things that I, um, was in. And then I've been like, PhD student representative for some things when not during my doctoral program, but like I did some of that stuff. Um, I don't remember though if there were yeah. election, like if there was an election to it or if people were just like, no, go ahead. You got that. Like, just take it. And like, I didn't have right. to, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I don't, yeah, nothing. I mean, those are the only things that come to mind. What about you? Yeah. I ran for some student government something or other in Mm. middle school no way Uh, and I remember that I showed up the day that I guess we were supposed to give speeches like during the morning announcements Mm -hmm. and I uh, had not prepared anything so I just kind of winged it and I don't think it was probably that great (laughs) winging a a speech uh, on the morning announcements and so uh, I did not win which is totally fine Uh, Mm. I chalked it up largely to I didn't know that I was supposed to write a speech or forgot or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's fine. But that is I fine. I think that's my only formal uh, campaigning experience. That's so yeah. that's so interesting. So I guess the question was, did you end up winning the election? No, I definitely did not. Mm, I'm so sorry. But sorry, that's, friend. That's totally fine. I think that's probably for the best. I don't know that middle school me would have uh, lived up to the responsibilities of, I mean, I don't know what a middle school (laughs) student body president or whatever does, but I don't know that I would have done it very well. So yeah, no, that's that. I, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's a, it's a good question, but 
let me ask you, let me ask you this. So you are in Georgia and I am, yep. I am in Texas. Mm-hmm. Has early voting started for y'all in Georgia? And if so, have you had an opportunity to go out and vote yet? It has. It started this week, the week we're recording this. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, it will be, well, this will come out on Monday, but we're recording on Friday. So it started uh, this week. And actually, I filled out because we had requested absentee ballots. So uh, mm. those actually got dropped off today. Uh, oh. Both and I, so we dropped them off today. So filled those out and, and dropped those off. So. Yeah, so I didn't go, but we filled out those and sent them in. But what about Texas? Good for y'all. That's awesome. Well, first, I just I love that y'all had voted, you know, by mail. I think that's that's great that y'all did that, uh, especially this season with COVID and just staying home and staying safe. That's really good. Um, Texas didn't allow folks, or I wouldn't be eligible for an absentee ballot. You have, there's mm. certain criteria. And so, so I was not eligible for that. However, early voting did start this week as well for us. So it started on Tuesday and I was at the polling site the minute it opened and waited in line about an hour for about an hour to, to be able to go vote. Yeah. Which was so exciting because this is, you know, I've, you know, I've always voted early, um, but I've never seen the turnout in the way that we are seeing right now, especially like in Texas, to have the line wrapped around the building all day long, as I had some friends and colleagues also vote at the same polling place. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of exciting to see that engagement right now. So, yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I, I voted and I was sad to not bring Callie and Oliver. Usually I, you know, Mm. they come with us. And so they participate in this, in this opportunity with both Corey and I, and, and it was kind of a bummer to not do that this year, but I, I just, I didn't want them to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I'm uh, sad that I didn't get a sticker. Normally, you know, you get a little sticker. Oh, bummer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I actually, when I was walking out of the polling site, I, I went to grab the sticker and I still had um, a glove on my hand. So I wore I wore gloves too when I went to vote. And I went to grab the sticker and I was like, you know what? I think this is the year I don't necessarily need the sticker. I can leave that sticker behind for someone else yeah. just to not bring anything from this polling site back home. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But it felt good to vote and I'm glad that it's done. So but we still yeah. have the election yeah. season to navigate as a yeah, yeah. community and nation and um, lots of things tied to that coming yeah. up. A couple more weeks here, mm-hmm. which is funny because it does feel like it has been election season for quite some time, right? Uh, yeah. Obviously, right now we're hitting like kind of peak, but I know, you know, kind of traditionally uh, election seasons, particularly primary seasons have gone further and further and further and further and so now it's like Mm -hmm. you know two years of that but right now obviously is like kind of that's all you know you can't turn on any television without like seeing three or four I don't know if it's that way in in Texas but Mm -hmm. like literally every commercial is a a political commercial oh really oh it's oh it's brutal it's awful I just mute it and leave yeah it's it's definitely election season so Mm. given all that we're going to talk a little bit about how uh, for like us what we're doing and you know maybe Mm -hmm. some just ideas for how to stay uh, healthy and a little less maybe stressed uh, less like 100% stressed Mm -hmm. during uh, election (laughs) season yeah over the next couple weeks 
Yeah, yeah. Just how to yeah. cope with this season in particular, which is very unique um, for a handful of reasons. I mean, and yes, yeah. it is a couple of weeks, but I also want to, you know, note too that it in in many ways it's not just the next couple of weeks because it's the time in between um, the announcement yeah. of the results and, you know, once someone is uh, is sworn in, you know, and even within our own local communities, like what that all looks like. And so um, it's certainly within the next couple of weeks, but also, you know, it, it'll trickle into beyond that too. So. Well, I know I had jotted down a couple bullet points. Uh, I don't, I know you had some things to talk about as well. So would you like to go first or do you want me no. to, this is a little bit different than we normally do. So I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go first. Do you want to go second? No, feel free to go first. I'll let, I'll let you go first. Well, the uh, first, well, thank you. Um, the, You're the first welcome. kind of bullet point thing I had jotted down is that well-informed uh, does not equal constantly informed. Mm. Uh, and and kind of what I was thinking with this, right, is like, I know that there's, you know, a lot of us do feel like, hey, I want to be well-informed. I want to know what's going on, especially those of us that say like, hey, I, I care about advocating for uh, people or things like that, right? But that doesn't, you know, I think that can lend itself to like, I have to watch all of everything to to know like every little snippet. Uh-huh. And what I would, what my kind of thought behind this was like that those aren't the same things right so for example the the first presidential debate that happened a couple weeks ago i did not watch right like because Mm. the thing is like i don't need more information like Mm -hmm. i wasn't going to gain information from watching that that was going to help me like have more productive information in terms of what i was going to do right Mm -hmm. so i i watched a movie instead right like i I really felt like hey if i watch this i'm just going to like get upset and I will like Mm. know kind of, you know, oh, what people are kind of bantering about on Twitter. But like, it's not, it's not giving me more information in any, any sense of it. So like, I don't need to, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I think, yeah, I like that. I'm, and I'm proud of you for identifying that before um, you went into that, making that decision, you know, before the debate started. I think that that's important being proactive about that decision. So that's good. I think what yours reminds me of in particular, when we're thinking about like picking and choosing, you know, what, what it is that, you know, or, or giving yourself the permission to, to not necessarily know all the things to know that difference between being well-informed versus, you know, having too much information. I, I do think that as folks are thinking about that, prioritizing, you know, self-care through this and prioritizing, you know, what is it that you need in this and checking in and tuning in with what it is that you need through this process, through this season and paying close attention, you know, investing the attention and energy into what is it that, you know, that, that you're feeling through this season, paying attention to your, your body Mm -hmm. through this season, paying attention to your thoughts through this season and your emotions. And, you know, not neglecting that when, you know, when you are trying to discern, is this really going to be the best thing for me to be consuming right now when it comes to like consuming through uh, social media or television, or I just hope our, our folks are prioritizing, yeah. taking good care of themselves as they discern, you know, what, what is it uh, that they should be 
what what is it about the information that they should be taking in right now and how is that impacting their body so like as they're watching certain things paying yeah. attention to like how is your body reacting to what you're listening to how is your um, how are your emotions reacting to it what are your thoughts in reaction to it just paying attention to each of those um, I think is really important yeah so no, I love that. And actually, the second one I had was take care of your body, right? So I love uh, that. Great minds think alike. Similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, making sure that you're you're eating well, that you're, you know, if you exercise, that you're doing that, if you, you know, just do some stretches or whatever it is, uh, but also mm-hmm. sleep, right? And we've talked a lot a lot about sleep yeah. just through the over the years on this this show, but I think that dovetails really well with what you're talking about in terms of like paying attention, just like knowing how things are are landing on you and in you. So like if you, uh, when you scroll through Twitter, if that gets you fired up, uh, maybe that's, you know, as you're laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep, maybe that's not the best choice for right then. Right. And yeah. again, I'm not saying that's like an across the board, but like knowing that kind of stuff and saying, oh, you know, here's, I'll, I'll make sure that this is during this time frame or whatever, mm-hmm. so that I'm the healthiest version of me that I can be, I think is, you know, takes a lot of good, like kind of intention and insight mm-hmm. and just like paying that attention. And then obviously like also acting on some of that information, you know, cause that, that's always hard. Yeah. Like, well, I know Twitter fires me up, but like still I'm scrolling through it at midnight, you know, I, I do that. So I, I totally get that. But yeah. Um, you know, especially during a season like this where we say it is, you know, maybe things are firing you up more than normal, knowing mm-hmm. kind of when to when to engage with that. Yeah. Isn't there there's a term for that with the Twitter scrolling, isn't it? Is it doom scrolling? Not just Twitter, but any of them where you're just kind of doom scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. Yeah. Of- doom scrolling. It's a very 2020 <laughs> phrase. I feel. <laughs> Um, it's going to be added yeah. to Webster's Dictionary, you know, next week, <laughs> if it's not already. Yeah, no, that so would not surprise me. I know. Well, I think one thing, I mean, I, I really do, I, I really do like that, uh, that you had elevated that and somewhat tying in with that. One of the things that I think is important too for our folks is, you know, keeping the keeping the bigger picture in mind through this, I think it is so easy mm. to just get consumed completely with like being in tunnel vision that like the election is the only thing that is happening in our world right now. And it is a very big and important thing. And it is a, a, a privilege that we have to be able to vote. And so I do, I certainly, especially as a social worker, I do want to encourage our listeners to be voting um, because it is, it is important. But what I do want to also elevate is the importance of prior or to, to keep that within the context of the bigger picture and to not lose sight of the day-to-day activities that we have and, you know, the, the caregiving that we have and the fact that we are also still in a pandemic and that is difficult too. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, And just just so many other things that we are each juggling to the best of our ability. Um, I think if we can, if we can give ourselves the permission to really discern what it is that's ours to do within the season of the election and to let it be enough, I think that that's really important. So not to yeah. minimize the the importance, but for some, you know, their involvement in it, uh, just for each of us, I think our, our involvement is on a spectrum. And so 
um, finding what it is that that is yours to do as part of this. And, and again, just letting that be enough so that you can keep that within the context of everything else that you have to juggle right now through these, yeah. uh, these days. So, yeah. And uh, I love, I, we should do these more often because it's always so fun. Right? Uh, my, the, one of the other ones I had was, was about channeling your energy into the things that you can change and do. Right. Mm. So, you know, I think if you, one of the things that we know is when faced with like systemic problems, right. One of the things that kind of shifts us from feeling like overwhelmed and like, oh, well, this is all just too much. Right. Is okay. Are there tangible things that I can do that, that fit within like my scope? Right. So if it's, helping to, you know, oh, I could be a poll worker or I could uh, drive my neighbor, mm-hmm. obviously, depending on the safety who like needs a ride right, or like, right. hey, here's this organization, non-political if that's what you want, right? Like, but here's this nonprofit that I can, right? Like, but just like doing things, right? Like activism mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. tends to, you know, I, I think sh- help shift us from like, wow, everything's a huge mess, right? Like mm-hmm. we're living in this dumpster fire to like, hey, I'm, I can see some progress and I like feel good about myself and just like things can be done here right as opposed to and I think it goes back to kind of that like lens of like if I'm like looking at everything all at once it's like whoa yikes but if I'm like okay well I can move the I can move the needle here you know Mm -hmm. um then that that obviously feels better than like well who knows I'll just throw my hands up at at everything you know yeah yeah that's good well and it, it helps us to not move to a place of burnout because if we are, if we're trying to do everything all the time, we're going to be at such a higher risk of burnout, especially in this season. And, you know, and so protecting ourselves from burnout, I think is really important, not only because of the election cycle, but I just had finished doing a media piece uh, with Baylor the other day. And one of the things that I had talked about within that was recognizing that, you know, we are inching up towards the beginning of when we start to see seasonal affective disorder really start to, to rise. And what we know is that each year, uh, about yeah. 5% of U.S. adults struggle with seasonal affective disorder, with another 10 to 20% of uh, U.S. adults having mild forms of it. So discerning what's ours to do and letting that be enough, I think, is not only important just so that we're not moving to a place of burnout, but because we recognize that for many folks, just the sheer fact that we're moving into like the fall and winter months, again, let alone in a pandemic, <laughs> is we really, you know, we just, we need to be taking good right. care of our mental health uh, through this, I think. So yeah, shout out to our previous episode. I was trying to pull it up, but I couldn't get there fast enough. We did an mm. episode like about seasonal affective disorder. So we'll link that in the show notes in case you're like, what is that? What the heck? Um, oh, awesome. So we'll, we'll I love that. It. But I love that because, you know, have you seen uh, this, you know, these tweets or memes going around? It's like, is this my seasonal affective disorder or my uh, pandemic depression yes. or my election depression or my like loneliness, right? Like all these different, yes. it's like, oh gosh, we are just all yes. the things overlapping here. So, uh, yes. and you know, not to make light of any of those, right? But this, you know, there's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, just being, you know being okay with that or, or recognizing that at least, you know, recognizing it for ourselves, but also for those around us too. I think recognizing that, that others are juggling all those, those balls right now in the same ways that we are juggling all of those. Like I just, um, yeah, I think so we do uh, are able to give ourselves and one another grace is really important. So 
I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Tell me, what's the next tip and the thing that that you are doing this season? (laughs) No, you're totally fine. I'm going to snag because you just ended that sentence uh, on giving grace for ourselves and each other. So I'm going to use that Mm. as my segue, right? Um, The next, this is actually, I think the last one that I had jotted down was being intentional with our engagement. And what I mean by that, right, is like, I'm not arguing with anybody on Facebook. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it, right? And that's just me, right? Like, I I don't believe for me that that's, like, an effective way of changing anybody's mind, mm-hmm. uh, just, like, that platform. And so, like, I'm I'm not going to do it, right? And I'm actually, like, every time I open Facebook, I'm like, oh, I'll probably close this again, right? Uh, and that's yeah. maybe not even just right now. But, like, mm-hmm. choosing the ways that we're engaging with people, right? Like, there are people, and I think we talked about this in our episode uh, with Dr. Meredith Gould. But like, I, I tend to view uh, social media conversations as like, I don't owe people responses. And so if you came up, if I said something and you came up to me and said like, oh, that's interesting. I disagree. What about this? I would probably engage with you. But yeah. if I said something and you yelled at me from across the room and said, you know, you're so dumb, whatever, whatever, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't engage with that conversation. Right. Yeah. And so for me, largely, like I use that to kind of filter through okay what social media conversations does this seem like a beneficial you know we have some type of relationship like uh or mm-hmm. you know i think there's there's no shortage of people at the moment and this is you know whatever who are making arguments in like not fully good faith or who like mm. it's just kind of the, like a sport right and and i don't know that people are even aware of that right like but there does seem to be this thing right now of like ooh, if i can get online and be outraged and argue and i have the same like instincts i just I always try to like, okay, I'll wait 10 minutes and come back. And if it still seems like a good response, maybe I'll move ahead. But like, I just don't, I don't find a lot of positive side effects of like arguing on social media. Mm -hmm. If there's conversations, like that's one thing. Or if it's like a friend I know, like, can we have a com, like, can we phone call or, or whatever? Just being intentional with that because it's very easy, obviously, right now to find like, a million people to argue with on online spaces and Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just for me that ends up being like hey this isn't worth any Mm -hmm. of this energy that i'm doing because it's like never i don't know turned out well for me or for that relationship you know so yeah um, yeah no i think that i love that you you raise that because i think that is so important in terms of you know really discerning like how you engage and to what degree if at all in some of that I think that's really important. I I know that I remember with the um, the last election cycle, I did a little bit more intentional. Um, I made a little bit more intentional effort to take conversations offline. And so, if someone you know, if someone was really charged about a certain uh, topic or issue, um, or had something that they really wanted to say in response to something that I put up or someone I love put up, you know, I, I made it pretty, I I would take the time to say, Hey, maybe we can talk about this, but like not online where there's like hundreds of people who are like reading our conversation. Yeah, Like I care about the relationship. And so like, let's engage in this in our relationship, not in an open platform. And so I think that's one thing that folks can do. And, you know, and I think it is easy to instinctually want to engage in some of the the discourse. But I think one thing that I've learned over the years, too, is um, getting really clear on whose opinion and whose voice matters to me in terms of 
some of these topics. And as much as I, I want to learn from others and I want to hear what others have to say and, and humble myself to learn from others' opinions and experiences and points of view, I also am uh, mindful of when I, when I am physiologically or emotionally, you know, reacting to something or, or wanting to react to something. I, I, I think a good reminder is, okay, who is this person in my life? And, you know, mm. if, if this is someone I really love, I want to spend the time to talk through this and come to a, a point of, of ne- neutral respect for one another, regardless of where we stand on various issues. Yeah. But I do recognize that there are people who exist in certain online spaces who really kind of make it just their job to elicit some of those reactions or want, you know, th- that's, yeah. that's what they're going for. And so, so I think discerning who the folks are that you're engaging with and, 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 and who I want to be investing in that relationship and understanding, you know, and, and connection. I think that that's really important too. So. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I love that, that you talk so much about kind of like discerning that because there obviously there are times where, you know, if you have, if you're, you know, a pastor and you have a million followers and you tweet out like, Hey, depression is just sin and you yes. should be prepared. I'm going to engage with that probably uh not in like a hey you big dumb dumb but just I'm going to engage <laughs> with that because I believe that that theology is right. harmful and there are like obviously millions of people who will see that and so like I want a counter perspective there that is exactly uh, but right. that's very different mm-hmm. from like you know my uncle Ned on Facebook posted whatever article from you know whatever website and me you know hopping on to argue you know like I think those are kind of different yes. things and, and so I think sorting through some of those which which I think does come back to ultimately like some internal like hey what's my kind of goal here what's mm-hmm. like, what, what am I doing this out of uh and deciding like is this kind of coming from a healthy place within me of mm-hmm. either arguing or like hey I want people to see a different viewpoint because I think that this is unhealthy. Yeah. In fact, that actually, you know, that definitely reminds me of, I mean, I appreciate you discerning kind of what that means. And, and, and hopefully that made a little bit sense earlier saying like, we do need to be hearing from folks with varying views. I think the attack piece can be one, you know, where you're not saying, Hey, dumb, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, it makes me laugh. So now you're just picturing me um, tweeting, hey, dum dum. Yeah, that's exactly right. As soon as we're done recording this episode, <laughs> that's the next tweet that I'm going to see you post. Um, just kidding. But I do think <laughs> that um, it is important to, like, like when I, what I was talking about was that engagement in the relationship piece. But I do think it is extremely right. important that we are listening from different perspectives about different perspectives. We are listening from different perspectives. We are learning from different perspectives. And again, humbling ourselves to be able and open to learn. Um, and I think it's important for us to have varying viewpoints that we're, you know, getting information from. I know Corey and I watched The Social Dilemma uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if you have seen that yet. I haven't. Oh, okay. So it so it, it it's on Netflix, and uh, these are a handful of folks from who have worked at some of the top technology companies, and they are talking about and explaining um, some of the algorithms and 
how and why we see what we see on our feeds, especially on social media. And I think that that's actually really, I mean, I I loved getting to watch the movie. It was a great movie and it was, um, and Corey and I had a, a really good conversation afterwards, but I think it helps to understand too why it is so important that we are actively kind of hearing perspectives from those who think differently than us and view things differently and have different experiences because there's a high risk that that we are bubble like our our feeds are just bubble wrapped with what it is that we are right. what we think about a certain topic so right so that would be i guess an action yeah. item that our listeners could do would be to watch that movie i thought it was quite interesting but and i'd love if you end mm. up watching it i'd love to hear what you think about it but yeah, especially yeah, in light of the yeah. election. You know me and my nuanced uh, opinion on, on social media. I so. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, one other mm-hmm. action item, if folks go to vote, if there are lower level, like I, I know, you know, in the one I was voting for, there's like, you know, DeKalb County tax commissioner or whatever, right? Where there's like mm-hmm. only one person. So it's like, oh, okay, there's only one person. Right in Holly. Just, you know, if, if there's, to be really clear, if there's only one person, it's a lower level thing that like, hey, that person's going to win, just write in Holly. There you go. Why not? And then you can smile to yourself in the voting booth. That's amazing. I love that. True story. Back in 2016, I wrote uh-huh. in my mom for a bunch of things. Because, Did you really? Like, all, again, all the like, all the local ones where there was only one person, I wrote in my mom for all of those. So I can say for the record that my mom has gotten votes in official elections again to be really clear in the ones that only had one person running and right. therefore there was no other option right I want to no, be that's about so that. good. no yeah. that's so good no. I think that's, a, that's such a good strategy for you know and I think this speaks to the importance of knowing who you're voting for and their stances on a number of things so that you can vote with integrity and you know, that's it's alignment with your, you know, that who you're voting for has some alignment with your values. And even if that means writing in your mom, I like that. That's a great idea. I there didn't do that this time around, but I will remember that for the future. Well, see, almost undoubtedly now, hopefully, I don't know how much our listeners really listen, but uh, maybe uh, you'll officially get some votes for like <laughs> Colorado tax commissioner or whatever. Who knows? <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I don't know how they, I don't understand the write-in process because if I wrote Jim Bob, how do you know which, there's got to be a couple of those, right? I don't understand it, but that's all right. That's fine. Yeah. Um, that's a separate thing. That's so um, funny. No, that's good. Well, any others that you have kind of in mind or things that you've been doing just for your own self? Yeah, I think the, I mean, the, the main other thing that I would recommend to folks and this is, I mean, in all honesty, is as we move into and through this upcoming season in light of a number of things that we're carrying, I really, I mean, I feel like a broken record saying this, but having a self-care plan uh, laid out and mapped out, like how you are intentionally going to be, you know, caring for your mind and your body and your spirit and your social support and how to stay connected uh, with each of those areas and um, how to overcome some potential obstacles that you might be facing as you're navigating those. I think that's really important. So 
I know we've talked about it on the show. I do have like a little one week self-care for helpers thing that you can sign up for. Yeah. And it's just hollyoxhandler.com backslash sign dash up. I, I just, I really do hope. I mean, with my whole heart, I, I really do hope that our listeners are taking good care of themselves through the season. I know I said that in our intro for season five, but especially in light of the election and COVID and continuing to juggle kids at home while working and Mm -hmm. seasonal affective disorder coming up and the holidays and grief. I mean, I don't mean for that to sound like doom and gloomish, but I do really, really want to normalize how important it is that we take good care of ourselves these days. It's yeah. yeah. And encouraging, especially if we're in some position of leadership to be encouraging others to do the same and normalizing that I think is so important. So that would be my other piece. What about you? Do you have any other, any recommendations? Um, I don't think so. I mean, those are the ones that I jotted down and the ones that I've been trying to kind of be aware of for myself. So, you know, aside from that, have some fun. Make space, like, schedule lots of time to have fun. That's what I'll say. Like, you know, getting on here and, and chatting with you and making some jokes or mm-hmm. playing some games or, like, I don't know, find find ways that you can also have some fun, right? Like, there's a lot happening. I get that. But, like, there there has to be some also some levity, right? Like, if we're just yeah. constantly feeling the weight of everything, then, like, of course, we're all exhausted, which maybe we'll be tired anyway. But, you know, I don't know. Have some fun. Do something Maybe that's why you write in Holly for something, because just because it's funny. <laughs> I love that. No, that's such a good, that's such a good reminder. And I would love to hear what our listeners are doing to have fun these days. I mean, I agree with you, Robert. Like getting on this call and chatting with you, this is fun, and I enjoy these calls when we have them and things yeah. that you know, ways in which I'm playing with my kids these days, and that's so important. So yes, thank you for bringing us, you know, elevating the importance of that these days. I would love to hear what our listeners are doing though for fun these days. So maybe that's our, our listener question this week that y'all can share with us on social media. So. All right. Well, if you want to connect with Holly, you can find her on any social media at Holly Oxhandler or at hollyoxhandler.com. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on any social media at Robert Vohr or at robert-vohr.com. You can find the show uh, at cxmhpodcast.com or on any social media at cxmhpodcast. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's about it. Do you that have... Is. Any closing thoughts and or jokes for this week? Um, no jokes, but because, <laughs> um, but you never, know. you never know. Maybe you maybe ah, some good jokes. No, no, not today. But I will say, I guess my closing thought would just be a to our listeners: go vote. Your voice matters. We want you know it's important that you vote, and so please go do that. And then B. I'm just glad that we had this chat and that it was just us today. This is fun getting to do this. This is a lot of fun. What about you? What's your, do you have any closing thoughts? Man, I really thought you were going to ask me for a joke and I panicked for a hot second. Or a joke. Or a joke. No, I enjoyed it too. You know, I I echo everything you've said about just hoping that our listeners are really taking care of themselves. Uh, I know that that, you know, maybe we sound uh, kind of repetitive here, but it's Mm -hmm. it's one of those that especially right now we're kind of like, Hey, the more that I can hear people encourage me to take care of myself, the the better it is. So, um, yeah, I hope that 
that folks are doing well and yeah, go have some fun. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH Podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMHPodcast at gmail.com. 